finished our five-minute break. We're going to get you to make your way back to your seats. As you do that, let me say good morning to everybody who is online with us today. It's great to have you here. Uh, my name is Sean. I'm one of the pastors here on this team. Or perhaps for this day, you could refer to me as MC Chappie, if you'd like, uh, with these beautiful pants. So um, this is what uh, you need to know. Last number of weeks, I've been away with Lisa in Thailand and Cambodia. And uh, we have a team who is also there with us. In fact, one of our guys is here today, is Zeke, here sitting in the very back row. Zeke, hi. It's good to have you. Some of our team is there. In fact, I saw just moments ago that Denise and Jim Huzzy are online right now, which is about one in the morning for us. And so they're chiming in to do this. But one of the things that we would do is you would approach people as you go and, and you would put your hands together. And as a guy, I would say Sawadi Krup to you. And ladies would say Sawadi Ka. So the Ka is female and the Krup is, is male. And so we're going to try this together today because I'm missing where we were just at. So does everybody remember? Sawadi is hello, but then if you're a female, Sawadi Ka. If you're a male, Sawadi Krup. Fair enough? Idea? Can you try this? So this is called why, and uh, so it's not a question, but a, a why. But let, let's try this together today. Sawadi Krupp. Well, that's not bad, actually, for your very first time. Let's do it again. Sawadi Krupp. It is great. We are so excited to actually be home. Uh, we missed uh, you and, and what happened over the last number of weeks. Um, the, the word thank you, Kup Kun Krupp. Uh, is what I would say to our team as they have carried and, and led over the last number of weeks. And, and I would say to all of you for your prayers and how you have invested in the moments that I'm going to share about here this morning. Lisa and I did arrive on Friday um, after just shy of a 40-hour wide-awake window. Uh, and so we had that. Zeke, I think you came home on Thursday and uh, for these three weeks, Lisa and I were in Thailand in several locations. And then we also jumped over to Cambodia. We were in places like Mesa, Phnom Penh, Bangkok, Takwapa. I'll tell you, it's a lot warmer there than what it is here right now. We experienced lots of heat, humidity, squatty potties, and diarrhea. Yeah, I, I know you were excited to hear that as you came to church today, but I'm going to give you the full experience of what our, our team um, went through. The goal was this. I personally wanted to go on an exploration to visit some of our global partners that we support together as a church. Lisa and I were on 11 different flights over these three weeks. We traveled 29,000 kilometers and uh, like I said to you, currently, right now, it's about one in the morning for me. So if you notice somebody this morning who is starting to fall asleep on you, I'm going to ask you to point them out for me because I'm going to probably come sit with them and have a siesta myself. <laughs> so by all means, point them out. But this is the goal today. I, I want to share with us together the experiences the people, the food, the smells, the culture, and the stories, and, and apparently I have 30 minutes to do that, so we're going to give it a whirl. But I want to say a huge thanks again, Cup Coon Crap, 
to all of you for your prayers and your financial support for the things that you're about to see and hear this morning. Zach Wiley, who is our global partner in Bangkok, as I sat with him on Thursday night at our, what we called the Last Supper, uh, before we were able to come home, he said, I want you to wrap up your trip to me in three words. That's all you get. So you got to take a look at that. Instead of a million stories that I could give to all of us today, which some of you may become bored with quite quickly, um, three words. And so I have brought a summation today to the three words that stood out to me with all of my experiences and the journey that was there. And uh, I have um, picked some pictures and some videos to allow you to see of the stories that you, somebody say you, you, you that you have participated in. I want you to see firsthand how you have invested in these areas that we were able to be a part of. And the three words of summation for me are, are these, seeds, injustice, and hope. And so I'm going to package what I'm about to share to you around these words today. And all I'm asking for you to do is for every picture you see, every video that you see, I want you to wrap your minds around those three words with me this morning. Try to find the seeds. Try to see the injustice, and then try to find the hope of what's going to happen. So with that said, we're going to jump in. And as we do that, I would like to pray. So will you pray with me one more time? So Father, I give you thanks today that you are the same God here as you are there. And it was a joy to be able to tour, to be with other believers, and to join our hearts because we are family together. One body, many parts. Today, I pray that you will invite us in to this moment of seeing how we have participated with building your kingdom overseas. And that today, you will use these beautiful people and their stories to show us here in, in Colwood, Victoria, Canada, of how you can use us to build your kingdom. And I pray that hope would rise in this place today to see your invitation to partner with other people in this world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son for everybody. And so today, I, I pray that we will see through those lens today. You love everybody, including me. And so I give you thanks. And so be with us as we investigate this story today. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. So the first word that I would like to share with us today is the word seeds. As uh, going into this trip, I actually asked God to give me one word um, to experience this journey through. And the one word that I felt God was speaking to me was the word seeds. He's just saying, Sean, I want you to look for the opportunity of seeds. In each location, I want you to look for how you could plant some seeds and for each location, I want you to see how the seeds have grown, how they have flourished. And the principle in scripture around, uh, surrounding this idea of seeds is, is quite fascinating. In fact, God encourages all of us here to go and to plant seeds, a lot of them. What becomes important is what type of soil are the seeds then landing on? The principle, although tied to money in its original context out of the Corinthian text, says that you will reap what you sow. And in good farmer language, again, the seeds is all about what are you going to place in. 
But one verse that, that stood out to me out of 1 Corinthians 3, verse 7, says this in the seed story. It's not important who does the planting. Go ahead, turn to your neighbor. Just say, not important. <laughs> it also says, also not important, the one who does the watering. So turn to the other neighbor and say, still not important. And then it finishes, but what's important is that God makes the seed grow. God is the important one. Now, it doesn't discredit the idea that our invitation has been given to plant seeds. That is important. We know that. But what we cannot take our eyes off of is the one who is the, is the provider of to make the seed grow. And so what we are looking at is how God has done some things. Now, to start in this seed section, uh, let me honor someone in our church today. I want to honor um, him, and he is sitting here in the room with us today. But I want to honor you, Mike Reddy. Now, will you please wave at me so that everybody can identify who this great-looking guy is? Uh, several times you've able to be in Thailand. Uh, the last trip it was 2020. And so Mike was on the journey with us to go back here in 2024. And uh, unfortunately, due to some physical ailment, he had to retract his ability to come with us to Thailand. And uh, out of that, it, in conversations, it was crushing. Um, we invited Mike into a chat line that we had there, and it probably just made your heart that much more broken for what you were missing and, and what you were seeing. But I'll tell you, Mike was at all of our get-togethers and, and leading. He was very helpful to Lisa and I, and this is what you're about to experience. Uh, I think this place right here, Mesot, happens to be your favorite place of, of visitation. He prepared us, but he couldn't go. But then what, what Mike did, and, and, and put this first picture up on the screen, what Mike did is he decided to take his talents, not being able to go to Thailand with us. He's like, well, then I will send some of my stuff to Thailand with you. See, what Mike does, and this is a real amazing gift that he's got in his life, is he takes chunks of wood, perhaps wood that you would throw into your fire, or and it's, it's garbage to you, ultimately. Well, Mike takes these pieces of wood, and he creates them into these beautiful bowls. And in these bowls, he was able to send seed with us to Thailand, and he wasn't even there physically, although your bowls were, and they were a great hit. People loved them right away. P. Limoy took her bowl, a bowl that was holding candy right away, and as soon as she got her bowl, she dumped out the candy and threw all of the new candy into your bowl that you gave to her. These people that are on the screen, I do want you to see because they should be really important to us today. Over here, we've got T uh, Tiffany Rowley out of Cambodia on the left, and her husband, Ian. In the middle, we've got Pite and Tak, and they are from Takwapa in more of the lower parts of Thailand. And then here in this picture uh, is Nene as the gentleman, and then P. Limoy. They are the leaders that are in the, in the city of, of Mesot. And Mike, I just got to tell you, like, you planted seeds in their hearts. You should have saw them when we gave them these gifts. And they're like, really? Someone thought of me? And it's like, yeah, seeds, right? Like, it's all about this opportunity today. And it was a bowl but the bowl is important. In the seeds part here today, let me take you into Cambodia just for a moment where we were able to see Ian and Tiffany Rowley and Pastor Pissette. 
and they are on the screen for you to see. You may remember these faces because in October, they were on this stage. In fact, they brought Pastor Pissette over with us as well. And so we were able to spend some time at the Global Center. And this is their university ministry campus where they're meeting with, with students and investing into them. In fact, Ian took Lisa and I over to the new center. We walked the brand new center that they advocated for on this stage. At one point, I went into one of the rooms that they have built for students. And out of our Christmas catalog, our Christmas catalog, we provided 25% of the 200 total of beds that are going to be placed into the global center. So the beds were not in place yet, so I just laid on the floor where the bed was going to be positioned, and I pretend like I was having a dream or going to sleep or whatever I was going to do. But it, it, it dawned on me as I laid on that hard floor that your investment is about to change somebody's life because of how you have allowed them to sleep. Talk about seeds and the opportunity that was there. So the Global Center, it was fascinating for us to see. But also in captivating all of these moments around us was to spend time with the students and to learn a little bit about them. One of the things that we love in our church under Pastor Tyson's leadership, and again, Pastor Tyson, thank you for your leadership of the Word of God over the last number of weeks. You're a beauty. I love you. Thank you for your leadership. One of the things that he leads in our church, though, and there are some of you here today, Alpha. Anybody have been to Alpha before? Anybody like Alpha? We love Alpha. Well, one of the nights I was invited to go to Alpha with the students at Global Center, and I got to tell you, it was a whole other experience that I highly enjoyed. So take a look on the screens and see how we started our night off together. <laughs> I mean, I got to tell you, what a way to get uh, my heart going is through a good meal like that, right? Like, and so it, sitting with these students, it, it was interesting because culturally we started to learn that they're very communal. They like to eat together all the time. And I know that one of the things that we do in Alpha is we eat together before we jump into the discussion. And I know that Alpha is coming up here in the life of our church post-Easter. So this is about people trying to learn about Jesus Christ in Cambodia, much like we do it in our gymnasium, multi-purpose room here. This is an opportunity to see the seeds of what is happening in the nation of Cambodia through these students. And they love living, eating together, but this is what I, I was finding out. People are coming to Jesus because of Alpha in Cambodia, which is interesting. Because under 1% of the nation is Christian. Under 1%. 95% of it is Buddhist-driven, with the other 4% to other faith ventures. Under 1%. Now, a lot of you are thinking, wow. And I'm thinking, wow, too, except in the other way, that Jesus is able and is about to open the floodgates of heaven upon a nation who has had their eyes closed to Jesus Christ. Talk about seeds with what Global Center, Ian and Tiffany, Pastor Passat are doing because of Alpha. Next, Tiffany also took us on a little bit of adventure to a local communi community which was called Sensoc. And her organization that she works in is, is called CCP, Child Care Plus. Has anybody here ever heard of World Vision Compassion, organizations like this? CCP, Child Care Plus, is the POC version 
actually of it, and she is the representation of CCP in in Cambodia, which means that they are taking children who have been abandoned and forgotten, and they are trying to care for them. So she took us into Sensok, and, and immediately I, I knew I was not in Victoria anymore. With the things that I saw and the, and the living conditions, I suddenly was arrested in my heart like this. I don't like this. I actually don't like what I'm seeing. But she nonetheless took us into this community, and in this community, she just said this one thing to me, put your camera down. I don't want you to be really taken a whole lot. And I said, well, you know, Tiffany, I really need to show our church some of these things. So she said, and she gave me a couple of cues. I only have literally, I think, four or five pictures on my phone from what, we're, what we saw here. But I said, I want to be able to share with our church and so one of the things that I was able to do is she took us to the local church, the community that was there, where a lot of the kids of the community were hanging out this day. And so let me, let me show you these beautiful Cambodian children for a moment as we were at this local church. Take a look and, and see. You want to wave at me? Miles, and they just loved the white guy with his camera. Like, it was pretty unbelievable and, and quite funny. But, uh, Charles, if you wouldn't mind, let's throw the next picture up onto the screen. But because it was here in this area, and these are the few pictures that I was able to have. It was here in this church where we were able to meet with the local pastors. And, and upon leaving, they were like, please pray for us. And so we laid our hands on them, and we, we began to pray. The students that you see in the top right corner is the team of kids here. This is why this is important. Because of your partnership and your generosity, the seeds that you have thrown into this city of Sensat, some of these kids today are part of the Child Care Plus program. In fact, where people have sponsored them with your money in their abilities. Not only that, but through our Christmas catalog, many of you have sent money to a soccer program or what they call football. These are some of those kids. In fact, the faces that you see right there, you have specifically given your money towards so that they could be raised in a way that is God-honoring and brings dignity back to them and their families. You notice the other pictures that are surrounding, and again, just the conditions of what we are walking to. Some of these homes, they're not worthy to even be a shed in your backyard. And so it was devastating to see, and yet in all of it, what seemed to be apparently lacking in their lives, I must tell you, hope beamed through these people. There was a contentment that was happening, and it really challenged me because I realize in North America culture and living, I always want more. And yet to see their contentment was a very beautiful sight. This is Cambodia. These are the seeds that you have planted and placed there. These children that are on that screen, you have literally financially given to. And guess what? Their lives are changed forever because of your pennies. Praise God that he is able to take our seed and that he is able to then grow people. Amen? So the second word that I'm going to take us to today is the word of injustice. And for this part, I'm going to take you with me to Mesot. And this is where we had the opportunity, Lisa and I, to finally join with our Callwood team that we sent over there. This is where Zeke and I were hanging out and doing stuff. In fact, Zeke got me hooked on these cool pants that I'm wearing today. So thanks, Zeke. And we were wearing those. 
Um, Pat Snow, who is also a part of our church, she is uh, not with the team any longer in Thailand. I think she's in Indonesia, diving by herself in the ocean somewhere. Uh, fantastic. Jim and Denise and Rob and Pat Snow, or Rob and Shelly Olson are also there with the team. But this is where we, we got together for some missions work. We're going to get our hands dirty together. And I'll tell you, this wasn't Bangkok. And for the, for the record, I'm not going to talk tons about Bangkok today. I'm going to save that for another time. But this wasn't Bangkok with its grandiose, with its buildings and the people. It was small and country. It was rural, but the city to them. As you saw in the pictures before, our hosts in this area were, were P. Limoy and Nene. And just for P. Limoy, her, her name is Limoy. But you put a P in front of somebody who is older than you. It's a, not only is it a communal culture that we are experiencing, it's a very honoring and respectful culture. So who here is older than me, right? And so, you know, it would be, I would have to address you, John, as not John, but P. John. Kind of sounds good, actually, P. John. But this idea, again, of honor and culture. But P. Limoy and Nene were our hosts here. And it was here where... Um, we were invited into a, um, a Buddhist Burmese migrant school. This was the first time that Imagine Thailand as a Christian organization was invited into a Buddhist school. <laughs> Let me create a visual for you here today. A river flows through the city of Mesot, which literally separates them from the country of Myanmar, formerly known as Burma. Myanmar is in, a, is in a current civil war, and I have to tell you, there is this bridge that just gaps the river, and I went down to that bridge. It wasn't in my itinerary, but I asked Zach to take me down. Zach traveled with Lisa and I everywhere. We get down to the river, and there are soldiers everywhere with these pretty massive guns, and we kind of nod, and we kind of go into a journey, and Zach's taking us down to a place by the river where we would literally see immigrants fleeing in boat or trying to wade across the river to their freedom. So as we were making our approach there, all of a sudden, one of those soldiers begins to yell at us. So of course, I freeze. I have no clue what's going on. Good thing Zach knows his tie very well. Turns around and he gauges with the, with the soldier, to which he says, I don't know if I would proceed any further if I were you. There have been shots fired at people today right over there. And I'm like, okay, we're good. Let's go back to the car. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Because within kilometers of that river where we stood, the, the Myanmar uh, have been bombing their own people. While we were there, like just kilometers up the road, bombing people, death everywhere. These people are just trying to escape. And this is the situation that we land in when we come into Mesot. These kids have had to flee due to the fear, risking their lives. These kids have been abandoned by their parents, or perhaps their parents have been killed. And this school decided to allow Imagine Thailand and some white gringo people to come and bring some seeds and to allow Jesus to be light in a dark place. Our goal at this ESL camp, which we did over a couple of days, was to teach English to these students, and that was a blast, challenging yet fun. We did these open sessions with the kids, singing crazy Christian songs with them, 
And not only that, we also had the opportunity to play some crazy games. And so uh, let me show you the kids in these uh, Buddhist uh, Burmese migrant school. And you can kind of see maybe some of the injustice that they're experiencing. So let's play. <laughs> So for all the kids that are in the church today, that is their classroom. Pretty different probably from the classrooms that you have sat in, right? But this is what they were. And I got to tell you, these kids were beautiful. Uh, what we were able to experience together, and let's throw those pictures up onto the screen, but it just will give you a picture of the, of the ministry that we have been able to do, the smiles, and this was one of our classes, and, and again, just the different faces and the respect and honor. In fact, one of the things that we noticed, and they told us, is that kids will stand like this to you, which many of us in North America think it's very rude and disrespectful. To them, it was a place of respect and honor. So the kids always stood in front of you with their arms crossed, and you're thinking, do you like me? <laughs> like, what's going on? But um, they did this, and you'll notice the one picture with Lisa and the girl, but look at her eyes for a second. Not only will you know that there are tears streaming down both of their faces, but one of the things out of respect for somebody that is older with them, they'll never make eye contact with you in serious and significant moments. But what was happening, this was our final ceremony and saying goodbye, the ability to be able to just go hug a child, to say that God loves you, and yet you don't know what's going to happen to them. You know, are they going to have the food to eat and the, the water to drink? And, but this is, this is what happened. I had several moments where I sat with the, with the headmaster, and I believe that there's a picture of, of him and I here today, the headmaster of New Wave School, which is where we were at, and I had some conversations with him over the next few days. I even was able to flip him one of the I'm in bracelets. <laughs> it was like he had no clue that I'm talking Jesus to him by giving this bracelet. But here's this Buddhist man. And again, you know, outside of our faith, he's just a human being that Jesus loves a lot. And so we, we are able to kind of partner together and to bring some life into some hope. But the second goal of what we are trying to do in Mesa, and this happens in several other places as well, is that it was an opportunity to place some clean drinking water for the very first time. And so please, um, I'm gonna show you another video, but this is the investment of your money again. Could you imagine being in a location today where you have never had a cup of clean water? That's New Wave School. That's what these Burmese migrant kids have been living in and experiencing together. And so through the help of Nene and the team that build this, imagine Thailand is putting beautiful water systems into play. But I believe I've got a video from Jim Huzzy that uh, is gonna tell you just a little bit more about it. So let's take a look at that. Hey, Colin Church family and friends, here we are at New Wave School. It's a Burmese migrant school, 169 kids, 15 teachers, um, your gift that keeps on giving produced this, another clean water system, one of many that we have been able to find this year. This is the headmaster behind me. We are absolutely pumped to have clean, fresh water for the kids that call this home. Thanks again, you guys. Great job. We partnered together. We're stronger together. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you, Colwood Church, for how you have brought conditions of dignity to the people of Mesa and other surrounding areas because of your generosity. I will tell you in leaving Mesa that my heart was crushed at the devastation. The injustice that I watched and witnessed in those days was evident. And then there was a picture that was taken by our team, and I want to show you the picture. It was on a table, and it just had cup after cup after cup full of now clean drinking water. But what caught my attention with this picture, and it's one of those prophetic pictures to me that I'll never forget. We took a cup of water to a child, to an adult who needed it. And we learn in scripture that Jesus says that even when you give a cup of water in my name, it's as if you do it to me. The thing that I was caught by is that in the face of adversity and injustice, a cup of water physically was also a statement spiritually because Jesus is the living water. And we were able to take Jesus, living water, into a Buddhist school to these migrant children. And I gotta tell you, in the face of injustice, Callwood Church, you have brought justice to people. And I wanna say thank you for what you have given today. Now let me wrap this thing up. The third word that I saw was hope. In every location I went to, hope was definitely evident. So for this, let me take you to Takwapa. Takwapa, four years ago, was where Lisa and I were supposed to be with our team of people. That was led by John and Donna Kaplan. Um, but due to Lisa's father's death days before the departure trip, we had to pull out, needless to say, to have a five-year dream come to fruition for us was a beautiful moment to be in Takwapa. The local leaders there, Pite and Tak, are running the Learning Center, which is changing kids' lives. In fact, we arrive to a lot of smiles, laughter, and excitement. Here are a few pictures of our time in, in Takwapa and the days that we were able to be there. This is the beautiful kitchen that our team built years ago. Building this uh, kitchen in about mid-30s temperature, very hot and humid, um, but again, the kids and the games and the life that we were able to bring, serving them a meal in Jesus' name because they didn't know if they would get a meal from home that night. All of these moments were just to express again the, the love of Callwood Church in Takwapa. We played games. We did church with these kids on a, on, a, on a Saturday. And I have two videos of these kids. So take a look. We'll play them back to back and we'll wrap this up. So let's... So you had to touch your head or your toes, knees, and then you had to get the cup when said. How many of your children would be entertained with a cup? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's watch this next video. This is our church on Saturday. pictures that I will show you of Pastor or Pite and Tak 
And again, just the stuff as we are celebrating down here. Zach, our fearless leader in the middle down here. Uh, Gif, which is the lady on the right with Lisa, is one of the imagined Thailand workers. Not only that, as you look at these other young ladies in the top left corner, uh, the thing that I want to draw to your attention is this. Because of your seeds, what we are now seeing in these Thai leaders is they are developing the next generation to stand for Jesus. And so we've got GIF leading with the kids here. If I were to take us back into Bangkok, we traveled with a, a young lady's name was Teen. Imagine Thailand staff. I, I met a guy by the name of Fawn, and he is Imagine Thailand staff with the university ministry in Bangkok. There's so many people, but because of your investments, what is happening now is that you are allowing to see seed grow and come to fruition that their own people now, not just a white person in their um, countries, but their own people are taking this seriously and they're saying, we want to see Jesus. In fact, in Taco Pa, our Christmas catalog, you remember that thing we just closed up not too long ago? Um, is going to replace the windows and the frames of Learning Center this year. In fact, the team will show up in March and they're going to bring, um, because of the extreme heat, they, the windows are letting stuff out. And so now they've got an opportunity, again, just because of your, your generosity. But the Learning Center, I learned this, is a place where people in their community are coming. And it's a lot of how I feel about this church. In fact, I think sometimes that our church is more known as a community center than it is a church. And guess what? That's okay with me. And they are experiencing the same thing there. It's a safe place for people. And so they are flourishing in what is going on. So today, cup kung crop for your investment in these locations. I'm here to tell you today that you have planted seeds. You have combated injustice simply by sitting in these seats. And you are bringing hope through these local leaders. And I'm telling you, Jesus is on the move in these nations. Our planting today is raising up Thai and Cambodian people to reach their own people. And that is a beautiful, beautiful story. And I got to tell you, when I walked into the church yesterday to prepare some of this, I was mindful of our 50th birthday, which is happening this year, and the initiative Pastor James shared with us before we jumped into this morning stuff. 50 for 50. And I went and I, I went into the foyer and I looked at that graph and I saw $10,000. Oh, it made me so excited because I've been asking God, are people even going to do it? <laughs> but it was the best part to see that this is that moment. This is why I say this. I'm so excited that we are turning our investment towards our community in this next season. We have given to global missions for a really long time and we're going to continue to do so. But what I'm excited for is this process of $50,000 that we're going to place into our community. Why? Is because I think of the seeds that we're about to throw. I think of the organizations we're going to partner with who are battling the injustices even in our own city. And I'm so excited with the hope that we are going to bring into different situations and circumstances. But both in Thailand, Cambodia, and Victoria, 
You are investing. And guess what we're doing with that? We are changing lives for future realities. As I sat with the headmaster and I gave him this bracelet, I'm in. And I hope today your hearts will be encouraged to say, yeah, I'm in again. We're going to continue to give globally because it's making a difference. And we're going to jump in here and we're going to give here too because Jesus, guess what? He loves Victoria too, right? He wants to do something here. So I'm in. I hope that you'll be in too because Jesus is doing an incredible thing. Amen. Will you stand with me this morning and let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for the, uh, the old song I used to sing in, in Sunday school. Red or yellow, black or white, they are precious in a sight. Jesus loves everybody in the world. And I thank you that um, you have given me a permission to travel the way I have in these last number of weeks. And, and I'm thankful today that we can come home and just share some of the stuff. I know it's not the same as being physically present, but I pray today that those images, the things that we have seen and, and heard together would not escape our minds, but that we would be prayerful as we go forward. I ask Jesus that you will help us to see that you are advancing your kingdom in, in the world. And I thank you that you've asked us to partner there and even in our own community. And so today, Father, I give you thanks. And we pray for the nations of Cambodia and Thailand together. And I ask that you would bring a revival to these people. Let them know that you love them, that you are not done with them. I pray that you would awaken souls to Jesus Christ. Advance your kingdom is what we pray for. And we pray the same in our own city. God, we need you. And I ask that you will teach us, move through us for your name's sake. And so Jesus, I love you and I give you thanks. And lastly, thank you for this church, Callwood Church. Thank you for our people and the generosity that they exhibit time after time after time. As we have sowed, we know the reaping will come also. We ask for the reaping of other souls to come to the kingdom of God. So I give you thanks today for who you are. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Now, let me just say this to our people who are online in Thailand. Go to bed. Uh, it's okay. And uh, not only that, but today you may be in this space you didn't know what you were walking into today, I want you to hear this. Jesus loves you. He's got an incredible plan for you to hear. And perhaps you have never submitted your life to Christ. There's always chance. There's always time. And so maybe on the screen, you're going to see this picture where it says, if you want a relationship with this Jesus, that you could text the word life to 250-478-7113. Don't miss a moment to be a part of the greatest team in history, Team Jesus. Because he's winning and he's on the advancement. He's going to see you through. 
If you are brand new to us today, welcome to Galway Church. Before you sneak out today, please make sure you go to the Welcome Center. Pastor Levi is hanging out there. And also, if you're interested in Contagious Faith course, Aaron is in the back there too. So make sure that you see him. But church, we love you. Have a great rest of your week. Swati Krupp. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next.